Hi everyone, this is Sam Ryan Hidari, host of the Sex Lies and Lawyers. Today we have another guest, Alana Cherries. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Okay, thank you for coming to the show. Mm -hmm. And let's get uh, to it. To it. <laughs> Actually, and talk to you and see that what you know and what you do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, well, I'm a producer and an engineer at Sticky Paw Studios. Okay. So I edit some of your stuff sometimes. Oh, I think I edited it one time, probably going to edit one this time. Podcast yeah. too, or someone <laughs> else is going to edit it. No, someone else is probably <laughs> going to edit it. No, I got my own workload now, but that's what I do. I'm an engineer, and I'm also a comedian. I have my own podcast called Laughing with Lana here at Sticky Paws also. Oh, okay. That's great. And what about the uh, comedian? Do you uh, do a stand-up comedy and I used to do stand-up. Um, I did do stand-up for a little while. I, I like stand-up, but it's like I'm more comfortable doing a podcast and being being on my podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. The stand-up is it's completely different from like... like In I what way is different? Cause Tell me from your experience. It's it, to in my opinion, it's really hard for a female because I like there's certain ways that I can't dress. Like I have to be dressed a certain way in order for like the females to laugh. Sometimes if there's couples and I go on stage, the like the the guy is not allowed to laugh because the girl's acting weird or the girl's like just doesn't laugh because she's being a bitch or something like. It's happened a lot, so it's like it's it's hard to do stand up and try to get people to laugh, but. It's not that I'm not funny. Who was your role model in the stand or someone that you the most like, actually, or her or him that is, is my role model as a stand-up comedian? Andrew Schultz. What do you found about him spectacular? He, he's, well, Andrew Schultz, I like his crowd work because he talks to the audience because that's what I feel like I would do is I would talk to the audience and because I'm more, I'm funnier in conversation just like he is. You can have a conversation with him and he'll make it so funny, but there's also um, Dave Chappelle. I like Dave Chappelle because he educates through a joke. Like he'll do stand up, but he's like educating you. You can get your news and educational courses and continuing education from him, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He teaches a continuing education. Yeah, he's dope. Yeah, Does he like have it. anything for lawyers? <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are funny all on your own when you guys argue. Usually lawyers are boring. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> you guys are good at arguing, not jokes. <laughs> they debate the joke. Yeah, you guys are debating the joke. You guys take it too serious. I'm like, that man. Oh my God. You said that? What? What? Comma was where exactly after that? You had to stop. <laughs> so <laughs> that's interesting. And when was the last stand up comedy you did? Other than your podcast, um, it was about a month ago. I did it at a place called Mariposa. At, um, it was like a like a restaurant hookah lounge. It was a pretty dope spot. But oh, okay, that's great. It was crowded. It was probably, not crowded, but it was probably like fifty people there. It was it was cool. And you said you are uh, Puerto Rican. I'm Puerto Rican and Mexican. Oh, that's mm -hmm. a dangerous combination. Hella dangerous. <laughs> I can prove it. East and West. Now I got a record okay. for it. <laughs> <laughs> and how uh, being a Puerto Rican or Mexican help you being a, uh, a stand-up comedian? It helps you or it prevents you from making some jokes? I don't know. Because I, don't I heard know. some stand-up comedians say if you are a minority, it's easier for you to crack some jokes or something. Yeah, I think if you're like if you're a minority, it's it's a lot easier to it's a lot easier to tell a joke because people kind of 
feel like they can't bully you. I don't know. It's just it's just different. It's different. Everybody says it, but it's like when white people tell a joke versus Latinos or blacks or something like that. If they tell a joke, then it's funny. But like white people just can't tell a racist joke because then you're automatically racist. <laughs> <It's> just, that's <laughs> like that's like, <laughs> But it, that's a thing that makes people uncomfortable, possibly. That's yeah. That's a reason. Yeah. yeah it but does. I heard it from the stand up comedians. They said that. Like, they say that we cannot just uh, crack the, uh, make it jokes about the race or anything because. They get the perception. No, it's a lot more sensitive now. You can't tell jokes about anything. Like I, I got, I got, I got, like I got like bashed because I was making jokes about abortions. Because wow. I've had an abortion, so I made fun of it. I was talking about it, made a joke about it, and they're like, "Oh my!" I got bashed up and down. I got on both sides, the pro life and the people pro abortion. Um, or only one side. No, How was it? There was just like I honestly I don't know because these are the same people that were just calling me a whore, or like you know like the the abortion comments were like you, if if you're joking about an abortion then maybe you've never even got one and you can't even be joking about it because like people who people who have had an abortion wouldn't joke about it and I'm like but that's kind of, that's kind of the point of being a comedian is you laugh at your trauma like. I don't know if you've ever heard this saying where it says, check on your funny friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they're like, people yeah. who are funny are usually covering usually it up. Covering like, it up yeah, and they're, they're trying to tell the, the truth in the, with a joke. in the disguised ways, actually, yeah. that they don't get offended. Exactly. That's it. So that's what that's that's kind of the thing. So when like I laugh at my trauma, I joke about my trauma a lot. So like a lot of the things that I've been through, when I'm joking about it, it's because I'm like, I'm hurt, but I'm over it kind of deal but i have to joke about it in order for me to feel better about it that's my coping mechanism i'm not the type that cries i'm not the type that's gonna throw things i'm not the type that like i mean i might cuss people out i might <laughs> scream and cuss people out but like i'm not the type that'll like 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 my coping mechanism is telling a joke and being on a podcast that's interesting yeah you communicate right yeah anything else. it's like my thing yeah so you told me about the problem. Any other problem that, as a comedian, you are facing when you go online and you see that people comments? I want to see how it changed over the past ten years about the comedians. Well, that how people perceive them and how they criticize them. Is it has been anything change? I honestly, I don't. To be fair, I don't know because I just started getting into comedy this last year. Like, I started doing comedy in 2020, but then 2020 hit, so everything, everything stopped. Done. And then I started going back around, like, 2022. So probably for, like, a, like the past year and a half, I've been doing my podcast and my comedy. But I don't know how it's changed over time. But me, personally, when I get, like, backlash or I get any kind of, like, negative reviews, I just agree with it because I don't care. I genuinely mean. don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think, Sam, tell me, well, the one thing to, to add on to that, it seems like a lot of, like, the, they always say the Russian troll farms. Mm -hmm. So bots that are placed out there to write negative reviews, no matter what the content is. To just create to, a controversy correct. among the people. Yeah. yeah, so I think you see that a lot in comedy, because it's easy to to persuade stir people. The, stir, stir the pot. Actually, yeah, stir it's the pot. super easy to stir the pot, especially in comments. Like in the comment, like, cause I, since I post my stuff in, in, in my, from my podcast, I get a lot of negative comments. 
And people just bashing me. They're either calling me ugly or making fun of how I look, making fun of how I sound, or or just calling me like a whore. Because I was like, if you're a pretty girl on any kind of social media, you're an automatic whore. So I was like, then I'm a whore. <laughs> I agree with everything. So be it. <laughs> I, Who cares? They call me a drug addict. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, that too. They call me, they, they've called me everything i don't like that's what i'm just like they've called me a bitch they you, said that i look like a man and i'm like i am that a you're man insensitive you're numb you say okay so whatever yeah and <laughs> i can't on. and the thing is i'm like I, yeah i guess you could call it numb because i'm like i just i see it and i'm just like okay like I, I genuinely i've never cared about people's opinions of me like it's it's really hard to it's really hard for me to think about a time where i was like really genuinely cared what other people thought about me i like don't i just don't do you have any serious conversation with your friends or always you try to make a joke no <laughs> um a little bit of both i can have a serious conversation i'm like uh i'm still smart but i'm i'm uh like if if i have a serious conversation and it's getting too serious I, i'll throw a joke in there because i'm, I'm feeling <laughs> so uncomfortable i hate awkward silences and i'm not because i'm not affectionate either i'm not um like like if i see my friend crying are you a robot <laughs> no, <laughs> I just can't. The I'm way a, you are describing yourself is, oh, okay. She am is, I? Oh she my god, is, she is just, an alien. I'm so. Tra- <laughs> I think I've become so traumatized that I just don't feel no more. Probably because I'm not affectionate. I'm not. I don't sugarcoat shit. Like I'm very. That's I guess good. I am numb. Oh my god, am I a bitch? No, you are alien. Yeah, alien. <laughs> my heartless. You are not alien. the alien that landed in Vegas around six months ago. <laughs> you are not that one. Are you sure? <laughs> in I the mean, backyard. My, my, maybe my dad's the illegal alien, not me. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 alien! I really, I'm an alien lawyer. You know that, yeah. If you search it, it will come up. He's I represent de- the family. My dad's the deportation Deport- lawyer. <laughs> I get deported too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my. <laughs> no, no. Oh my God. No, now that you wait. say it, I'm like, I'm trying to think about it. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Maybe I am. I'm a little. Oh my God. I'm from another okay, planet. Okay. So uh, tell us about um, your podcast. Um, I, I basically describe it as a podcast that talks about everything and nothing all at the exact same time because. My podcast, I've I've gotten so deep where I like talk about like my abortions and how I felt about like the fact that I can't have kids, and then I also talk about like my friends who are porn stars and like the most ridiculous requests that they've ever gotten for like a video, or I talk about fucking mac and cheese. Mac and cheese? No. Oh, okay. Having sex with mac and cheese. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> no, you are not alien. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. Okay, I take it back. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, my podcast, it just talks about everything. I talk about anything and everything. What about the politics, actually, and uh, mayoral candidates? <laughs> I'm uh, joking. <laughs> <laughs> not that. I'm not that educated. <laughs> I like to stay on you the You grew up here in Las Vegas? Or? No, I grew up in L.A. In L.A., okay. Mm-hmm. The outskirts of East L.A. I grew up like in a place called Cudahy. Oh, Cudahy, Cudahy, yes. California. Yeah, You've been there? I pass by. Yes, I pass by. It's I have Cudahy. clients. Yes. Oh, of course you have, have clients there. Of course. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh. sometimes they are severely <laughs> injured. Yeah. So, and what brought you to Las Vegas? I was being bad as fuck when I was a teenager. 
I was in what I, way? Um, I was hanging out with the wrong people, sneaking out of the house, talking back to my mom. It wasn't that bad. Like I wasn't like doing drugs and having hella sex and like run. Like I wasn't doing stupid shit like that or like in a gang or fighting. But um, it got to the point where I was about to like like it was getting to the point where I was about to start fighting. Like you could tell I was getting into like that little. I was getting that little rowdy little girl. I was yeah. I was just like it was like that typical L.A type of girl. And my mom was like, oh, hell no. You're you taking you your little Las ass Vegas. to Las Vegas. <laughs> then it's funny because I'm like, Vegas saved my life, which is so weird. Yeah, yeah that, that is I'm better like, than LA, huh? Yeah, because <laughs> LA, I probably, I probably had better like... Better lifestyle. I'd have been married <laughs> to a total. What, what, time, uh, what, what year you came to Vegas? 2006. December 2006. Oh, with your family? Yeah. Your mom and dad? Yeah, I came out here oh, with my mom okay. and dad, yeah. They, um, well, my brother moved out here first. He came out here to go to UNLV, but he was the one that I was scared of. My, I wasn't scared of my parents. I was scared of my brother. Because Would, he was getting involved in the gang in L.A.? Yeah, uh-huh. What do you mean? Because why you were scared of your brother? Because oh, he was no. getting involved with the gang? No, 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 no. My brother was just strict. Like, my, I come from a really good family. I was the one that was, like, the black sheep that wanted to be all ghetto and gangster for some reason. Like, my, fam oh, okay. my family is not like that. And then there's, then there's my stupid ass. Like, there's just me. I'm just, like, the little black sheep because my family is very, like, classy and uppity. And, like, my brothers are gay. They're, like, very, they're, like, very uppity. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> But, yeah, like, my parents, my parents go to church. My brothers are like fashion designers, and they were. One of my brothers was a theater manager for um, for Caesar's Entertainment, and then my other brother was a theater the theater ticket agents for for T-Mobile Arena. Like my brothers were big as fuck. Like they were they were up in the Vegas game, and then there's me. I'm just ghetto. Like I was just there's just <laughs> my ghetto ass. And they're like, oh, she's she's a podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. They went to UNLV when they came. My brother did, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, that was the point of the story. So my brother, he came out here to come to school. And when I was being bad out there because my brother left, I had no authority. Basically, my mom shipped me off to Vegas, and that's how I ended up here. And then my parents By followed FedEx us. By FedEx or UPS? Huh? By FedEx? No. How they ship you? Here? <laughs> <laughs> it was I'm in the back joking. of the the Mexican working truck. I was rolled up in a carpet. It was like it was oh, like immigration. Yeah. It was like <laughs> we did it the old school way. <laughs> Grew up in Southeast LA. Yeah, huh? yeah exactly. Uh, they, they See, you? Like, <laughs> like that movie. <laughs> no, and they, they basically took a wrong turn. I was supposed to go from Tijuana to LA, and I ended up in Vegas. It was. Fucked up there. Like, That's interesting <laughs> that the, uh, moving to Vegas saved your life. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Still became a stripper, but it's okay. <laughs> that's being, that's besides the point. Is that a part of a gang in LA? <laughs> no, that, like, no, for real though. For real. I, it was, um, I felt like I did stripping safely. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a stripper on the pole. I was a, I was a private dancer, like, for, like, the bachelor parties and stuff. So it was actually... It was it was a really fun time. It was a good time. I had really I had a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. But it gets tiring. That's interesting. Yeah. So tell us anything else that you want to say. Anything? Um. Um. Like what? I don't know. Uh, that's uh, uh, your plan for the podcast and career. Um. I hope my podcast grows to be like is. You know what? I want my podcast to be a talk show. 
to be completely honest, I want my I would love for my podcast to grow into something like as big as Ellen, but not not that. I want it to be suit like I like my raunchiness. I like that I talk about like dildos and sex and all that stuff. Like we talk about like really interesting topics that that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about. Like a lot of the things that you're thinking in your head that you don't say out loud, we talk about on my podcast. And I want that to be no like, filter. <laughs> there's no filter on there, none. And That's it's fucking, it's great. There's no hate, but there's also like, it's just like we just talk about everything. It's like what you would talk about in the garage with your friends. So, That's interesting. yeah, I want that to be like as big as. Have you ever heard of the 85 South show? No. Have you, George? No. On BT? <laughs> is it on BET? Is on BET. To be fair, I don't know, but I think it's yeah. just because it's black people don't mean it's on BET. No, I know, I know that's a strong <laughs> accusation, but I'm I'm confident. I will Google it right now. Eighty five South Show is on. Um, it will. They, it's the guys from. It's the guys from Wildin' Out. The it's on MTV. MTV. But it's it's basically a it's basically a show of three. There's three black comedians, but they're so fucking funny. They are so they are so. Honestly, I watch funny. it, but I never noticed the name. Probably, yeah, probably. People they, watch it, but they don't. It's notice the so name. hilarious. It's the dumbest show. Like it's 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 it makes no sense. It's absolutely about nothing, but it's so fucking funny that I love that show. And I'm like, I aspire to be something like that. Like that would be a great fucking career move. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be up there. Hopefully, that's I get good. to interview uh, DC Young Fly one day. Ah, uh, that's good. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. Of and course. Thank you, and we will see you around. Thank and you. And don't engineer this show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's <laughs> leave Mr. it to Carmona me. Do it. <laughs> leave it to me.